0: There is such a thing called conscious consciousness in terms of consciousness in terms of consciousness what consciousness is You're listening to Explain the Brain from the Mind Science Foundation This is the third part of our August mini series with neuroscientist Jim Fallon If you didn't hear the last two episodes we recommend you go back and listen from the beginning of the series So we've established that Jim was on a highly functioning part of the psychopath spectrum. But Jim was also a guy who, when his family members would attend a wedding, a wake, a funeral, he'd post up at a beach bar down the street. You might remember what they told him when he came out with his diagnosis.
1: They said, you're not there emotionally at all. You know, you're just not there. You said you come across as really caring and you're friendly and all that. But at the heart of it, you're not there. You're not in the room.
0: The DSM's very definition of personality disorders is that they are enduring and inflexible. If at a core level you don't have empathy, it's not something you can just learn. But Jim's decided he's going to try.
1: One way to see if I could control it was a, the first thing that came to mind, which would be the toughest one, was with my wife. So I started to uh, treat her well. But like a good roommate, you know, like a friend, and they just like civil. And, and some of it was just, you know, who do you pour the wine for first? You, you pick up and wash the dishes, very simple things, but also, you know, attending uh, one of her family members' funerals. So I tried to start doing those things that probably most people would find to be like regular behavior. And after about two months, my, my Diane, she, she goes, well, what's come into you? I said, why? She says, well, you're really treating me well. What's going on? I said, D, I I said, i got to be honest with you. I said, this is an experiment. You know, you can't take it completely seriously uh, to heart, but I said, I'm just seeing if I can do this and try to be nice to you. And she goes, well, that's, o- that's okay. I'm happy you're doing it. To this day, it's hard for me to believe that, but it's true. You know, it was like, well, people just want to be treated well. So that was was kind of a surprise. It didn't matter that I really wasn't doing it for her so much as a game with myself. But then I tried it with other people and, uh, you know, people close to me and they noticed it. I said, well, maybe I can beat this. And so I started doing this to try to improve the behavior to see if I could offset. You know, not do those things that are considered to be uh, psychopathic traits and behaviors.
0: Can you give me some examples of kind of your hacks?
1: Well, the workaround is I have to always be thoughtful of this. I have to. I have it in my mind all the time, and so whenever the trigger is is whenever I'm in a social situation, like with my wife, I'm in a situation. I said, "Okay, you got to be, got to do these things," and just just being like. Uh, uh, kind and good and, and, and being, uh, I guess, regular. Right.
0: What does regular mean?
1: Well, uh, the simplest thing was that uh, we have, uh, we're sitting down to dinner. Instead of pouring the wine for yourself, you pour it for the other person first. It's like normal behavior, right? But I do all of those things the other way. You know, it's very selfish. And what I found out was every day, it was which was a, a little bit startling, but it was kind of funny too in a way, is that I found out... F- a couple of hundred times a day, when I was doing this with her and then other people, I was choosing the most selfish thing possible to do. And that, even the little teeny things like that, who gets the wine first and cleaning up, tiny things, I was I was always going with the with the other way, and they add up. And so that was an interesting thing. The second interesting thing to me that I didn't even realize was that I started sleeping longer, and I couldn't figure it out. And and I. At the end of each day when I was engaged with her socially like this uh, or with other people that I was being I was exhausted and it was slowing me down. So I wasn't so glib and fast talking and everything. I was trying to watch what I say and all of those things and watch what I was doing. And I was absolutely exhausted, and I, and it was just—it struck me after about a, oh four months. I said, "It's really tough being a good guy. <laughs> it's exhausting." And it was just—it was absolutely wiping me out. It was slowing me down because I was actually thinking of how I was impacting the other person's mood, or you know how they perceived it. And I had never really done that.
0: These things you are describing—I've—I recently learned there's like there's a word for it: emotional labor. And it's kind of the, the work that we do to care about other people's feelings, to care in yeah, that's, general. That's, that describes it very well. And it's, it's exhausting, though. And I think a lot of Completely. us make an effort to do less of it. And yeah. I oh, know. I
1: say, Yeah, I must say, I I feel worse for like regular people, you know, well-behaved people. And I, you know, part of it was watching... Uh, people close to me who were guys my age or fathers dealing with their kids or grandkids. And I was watching when nobody was watching them and how much they sacrificed themselves for them. And I said, people really do. They, and that impressed me. And then when I added it up, I said, if I do that, I'm going to be exhausted all the time. And and I said, that's why these guys are exhausted all the time because they're good guys, you know. And 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 it takes energy to loop down into that emotional part of your brain, It's very easy to come off glibly off the top of your head, you know, and literally off the top of your head, you know, this dorsal prefrontal system, its all logic and rationality and you you just go bang, 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 bang. You really uh, put things out without, not without thinking about it, without thinking about how it's going to affect people. If you don't have to do that extra synaptic loop or two, it it slows you down. It's exhausting. It takes a lot of energy and of course your brain... You know, per per ounce per pound is the most energetic part of your body. I mean, lose a lots of energy. It's the first time I ever feel bad for like good guys or good gals. I'm sorry, I say guys. I mean both genders. But it's not like they just they just want to do this, right? They should do it, and they're doing it ethically and morally, and because it's a good thing to do. It's not because they wouldn't want to be at the beach bar with me, you see. So, in, in you're looking at me like it's obvious, but this is not <laughs> obvious to me. Well,
0: I'm, I'm curious. What, what I'm thinking is, is I'm curious if you see any benefit to this extra work outside of an experimental exercise.
1: Well, I, you know, I think that if um, – um, if I'm nicer to the people around me, starting with my wife, but other people too, my kids would claim I've always been very nice with them and the grandkids. So there's, but my wife and I think my probably my brothers and my you know my close friends too. Um, you know, it's probably worth it. I understand it's a good thing to do, but I ha- it's not something I would naturally do. It's a challenge.
0: If I was doing this interview with ten years ago, Jim Fallon, would it have gone any differently?
1: Well, I, I would have been talking faster and more glibly. I would have been saying uh, offbeat things, some inappropriate things. I, I would be, you know, it would have been uh, more far ranging. It would have been crasser. It, I would have been thinking of how to get you in some way, getting you to buy into my world. So it would have been more that. I'm not trying to do that with you now.
0: Do you think you've manipulated me today? No, no,
1: because no, I'm, I'm no. I don't think so. I, I, I don't because I don't think there's anything I'm telling you that's particularly attractive. <laughs> you know, I'm not sugarcoating any stories. I don't think at all. I, I probably would have put, I put an angle to them before that would have made them seem a little bit more daring, romantic, and and you know, I would have made myself more like seem like the most interesting man in the world, kind of you know, a scallywag. But I'm not doing that, and I'm trying and I'm trying not to do it. Yeah.
0: Do you think that with these workarounds, if you can put on the, the face of, of being someone who cares or is thoughtful, do you think that can actually make you be someone who's caring or thoughtful?
1: I mean, this is the thing is, can doing the behavior actually re- rewire you, right? And uh, I don't quite believe it because I, I, I think synaptic plasticity is way oversold.
0: I'm going to cut in here. Synaptic plasticity has to do with changes in the way your neurons communicate with one another. And out of that has come this idea that if you do certain activities that challenge your brain, you can actually improve its functioning by changing those neuronal connections. Think the whole genre of adult brain games.
1: It's a big business, right? And and for adults, teenagers and adults, it's so oversold. Yeah, we're plastic for like, what, 10 minutes, an hour two hours, but how oversold is it? There's the question. Um, and like for any addiction, let's call this addiction to yourself. You know, I guess it's it's a psychopathy, is kind of you only care about yourself, right? That's part, it's really a definition that is fed and reinforced by behaviors. So it starts out as sort of almost spontaneous, but then it's fed, it feeds on itself, right? And if you stop that loop, uh, you could then reverse it. So that's the idea. You know, so I think you can overcome things, but you got to spend every day thinking about that one thing. There's addicts can do it, alcoholics, all sorts. You've got to always be cognizant. So you're plastic, I guess, uh, to the point that every day you're willful enough to keep it in mind.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you do you feel like by making these efforts, do you feel like it makes you a good person? Well, I don't.
1: Uh, does it make me a good person? Or I, guess I don't. Do,
0: I guess the. the more pointed question would be: Is do you feel
1: like a good person? No, I don't feel any different. No, no, no. But in terms of morality, almost nothing seems like a moral issue to me. It, it it may seem I'm trying to look at your eyes, saying, "Is what the hell is this guy saying? You believe in this shit?" But I, I really don't. I think so few things are moral issues, and and this is is not. I wouldn't say I don't look at my behavior as moral immoral. I just don't. And so it may appear like I'm a good person or better. I don't. I wouldn't think of it that way. I certainly internally don't think of it that well. way. It's just part of a, a game, a part of a broader game. I, I really think about it that way.
0: Yeah, I guess I'm. I'm wondering if it's more if like the drive to beat this game or the drive to be more pleasing to the people in your life. Like which one is bigger?
1: Well, I think now it's to, is to. Um, to be a you know better husband, a better father, better grandfather, better friend, a better brother, better you know all those things. Um, and I, even this morning, I woke up worried about a colleague who was having trouble with his job. I said, "Jesus, this is new." That's a, probably a good sign that it's see it's it's penetrating my sleep state. It's penetrating my subconscious. That's that means it's it may be coming part of me.
0: Jim feels encouraged. Maybe as an adult, he is learning real empathy. But still, he says he's doing it to beat the game. For Explain the Brain, I'm Audrey Quinn. Next week's the last part of this mini series. We're going to talk psychopaths in history and in our current government. You can learn more about Jim's story in his book, The Psychopath Inside. To learn more about the Mind Science Foundation, go to mindscience.org. If you want to get these episodes in podcast form and you're not already listening to them that way, they are on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcasting app. If you enjoy the show, the best thing you can do for us is tell someone else about it.